You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. We've been travel hacking for about six years now. Have we made some mistakes? For sure. We're here today to share some of those with you so you can learn from our mistakes. You'll never guess what I spent my points on. But we've also had some big wins, which we'll share with you as well. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the mistakes and successes we've had with travel hacking. And let's just say that the scale leans heavily in the success department. So first, we are each going to go through the biggest mistakes we've made, and then we're all going to tell you about our first successful trip after we started travel hacking. So Pam, let's kick it off. What has been your biggest mistake that you've made since you started travel hacking? I wish I could tell you that I've made no mistakes, but I have made a few mistakes. And that's good news because I've also been very, very successful. So I'm going to tell you actually about two of the mistakes that I made. My first mistake was um, when I booked a hotel when I was taking on the night that I was actually flying to get to London. So I get to London and, you know, I knew that I was going there, say, from April 10th to April 17th. Well, I booked a hotel for April 10th, but I was flying overnight to get there. So I get to my hotel and they say, oh, Mrs. Orridge, we were expecting you last night. And I about died because I totally wasted those points for that night, but Luckily, they did cancel the reservation. And I was able to stay for the rest of the time. So that was my one of my mistakes. And you think that by now I'd be in great shape. I would have really learned. But no, Alex doesn't even know about this one. This was a big mistake I made about oh two or three weeks ago. I never used some points that I had gotten from a credit card, from an Iberia credit card, and they disappeared. So I lost about 50 plus thousand points on Iberia. We had planned to use them last well, you, year for a You had booked, you had used them to book a flight to Spain in 2020, right? But then we obviously had to cancel. Was it, was it those points or was it different yeah. Iberia points? No, it was those points. And so I lost those points and I was looking everywhere to see if there's any way I could, you know, get reclaim them because sometimes you can do that with some programs. No, I'm just out of luck. So even when you're very experienced, you're sometimes going to make mistakes. So I learned to be hyper vigilant about expiration dates. Yeah, well, and that's the tricky one, too, is because nowadays a lot of airlines don't have expiration dates. Right. And so you kind of forget that some of them still do, which is a good reminder to me. I actually just used some of those points recently, and then I 
moved my Iberia points to my British Airways account. So I feel like they're a little easier to keep track of in British Airways. That would have been so easy for me to do. So easy. So yes. So yeah. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Thanks. You didn't even tell me and Alex. You just sprang I know. it on. I was kind of so I was kind of embarrassed about it. And then when we started, we decided that we were going to do this. I thought I just got to come clean. You know that. Where yes, you go? That, I'm proud of that you. Was, that was a big one because that could be a one-way business class trip to Europe on Iberia. And I just had to say, well, there's other cards that I can apply for and make up for that and let it go. So Luckily, yeah. of the three of us, you are the one that is hurting for points the least. <laughs> that is <laughs> so, so I have a feeling that you'll be okay. <laughs> well, I did just apply for a card today with a 90k bonus. So I think I think I'm going in the right direction, but but still Nobody I know it still hurts. It still hurts. Flush points down the toilet. No. Nope. So Jess, what's your big mistake? I know it's not as bad as mine. Oh man, I hope not. Now I'm like nervous. I, after this is over, I'm gonna like go check all of the expiration dates on all of my points. No, my biggest mistake, and I think this is super common with people just getting started, is that I was scared to open cards with annual fees. You know, at the time I wasn't really looking at the big picture. I was just looking like, okay, why would I ever pay a fee for a credit card? Like that's silly. I'm not going to do that. And so I opened a couple, like my very first couple of cards were cards that did not have an annual fee. And it was the Chase Freedom and the Chase Freedom Unlimited. So it's not like they're bad cards, but I just kind of like wasted a lot of time that I could have been earning those bigger signup bonuses with you know, just some smaller, and it just took me longer basically to rack up the points that I needed to go on the trips that I wanted to go on because I was just opening the no annual fee cards with like the 20,000 point signup bonus versus, you know, the 80 or 100,000 point signup bonus. So that was my biggest mistake. And I just encourage people now to really do like an assessment of, yeah, this card has an annual fee, but likely the benefits definitely for the first year of the card are going to outweigh that annual fee. And like the higher the annual fee, usually the higher the welcome offer. And so it's not like, oh, it has a high annual fee. I'm going to just write it off and never apply for it. Like really think about the benefits of the card before just saying no. You've come a long way since then. (laughs) I know. Now I'm like, oh, when I saw the Venture X came out and it had 395, but then I read about the benefits. I was like, nope, signing up for this the first day that it is available to apply for because that card is a no brainer. Yeah. So annual fees do not scare me off anymore, but they definitely did at first. And what about you, Alex? Biggest mistake? So I have a couple. Thankfully, I it's not quite as big as my mom's. I think my, no offense, mom. <laughs> so one, I will say though, I think one of my biggest fears was that I would miss a sign up bonus. Like, and I almost did that one time where I was thought I had spent the money and then I went and looked at my account and I was like, oh, I'm like a hundred dollars short. Like I have to spend some more money. So luckily I caught that one, but I know people do that sometimes. So Always make sure you are aware of how much spending you have left to do on that card. And I highly recommend spending even like a few hundred dollars over that because that is a really 
sad one <laughs> to miss the sign. Alex, sign. don't you think too that a lot of people sometimes miss that because they don't take into account that the annual fee doesn't count as part of that. So if you're if you got the VentureX and you are paying three hundred ninety five dollars for the annual fee and you think that's part of it, it would be easy to miss the bonus. So that's huge. Yeah, exactly. So luckily I haven't done that one, but there's a couple. One of the the more minor one I would say is one time I, and this was very early on in my travel hacking career, I went to go sign up. There was a card from Barclays. It was the Barclay Aviator card. And I was really excited to sign up for it. I had a plan for it. I had a pretty good bonus. I go to sign up and I could not find the application for the card anywhere. And lo and behold, like they had stopped offering the card, but I wasn't aware of that. And so in hindsight, I would have like, okay, pay attention to these other, like some of the blogs I was following or things like that so that I'm aware of when these cards are going to pull or not be available anymore because I just missed out on a sign up bonus that I would never be able to get again. So anytime a card is disappearing and it's never going to be available again, I try to get it because that's one sign up bonus that, you know, you're going to miss out on forever if you don't get it before it goes. Mm. So that is one, but I learned my lesson from that one and from then on got some really good cards before they ended. So, and I'll touch on that a little bit later in this conversation. So the other mistake that I made, which this one, you guys, I'm kind of embarrassed to say too, because it's one of those things where like, never use your points for this. This is a terrible idea. And (laughs) in 2020... When people weren't traveling, I had a bunch of points because I continued to rack up points during that time because I knew once we could travel again, I'd want to. But I was spending a lot of time at home with three little boys and I really wanted a pair of AirPods. And so I used... You did not buy AirPods with your points. <laughs> I bought AirPods <laughs> with my points. Oh my gosh. So I used my chase and this is the worst it was chase ultimate rewards that to buy them kill me <laughs> so i the good news was there it was like a 20 or 25 percent bonus so it was a little bit it was like the same value as using my points for travel in the travel portal it was still not a good idea still a terrible idea but i will say i had and it was like about twenty thousand points i want to say maybe maybe 18 it was in that range so we're talking about like you spent a category five Hyatt's night worth yes. of points for AirPods. Let me tell you this though, you guys, I'm not a big spender. And so to me, I was like, oh, well, I can get these AirPods that I wanted for like free instead of spending like $200. Anyways, it was a terrible move, but I still have those AirPods. I use them daily. I love my AirPods, but if I were to do it over again, I just would have bought them like on a sale with cash and earn some points. Don't be like me and use your points for anything but travel is my recommendation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, kind of embarrassing, but hey, this is hey, the episode where we all come clean. It's, it's not right. as bad as the money that I lost with the Iberia Miles. That was a probably a $3,000 ticket. Oh, so man. yeah, so not near as good. Not so anyway, now you guys know... Our deep, dark secrets. Just kidding. I feel like I need to like say something, but I don't know what I can't. 
I can't live up to your shame. I don't I know, know what Jess to say. An all-star travel hacker. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so let's kind of switch gears here. We've talked about, you know, the skeletons in our closet. Now let's share a success. So we're each going to share the first trip that we used with points and miles. So Pam, mom, why don't you go ahead and share yours with us first? I'm actually kind of blown away that this was like your first trip on points and miles because it's an ambitious one. It is. And and I when I think about it, I'm like kind of shocked too. But I'm kind of a go big or go home type of girl. And that's kind of how I was when I started getting cards. I was getting them right and left. I honestly totally ignored the five and 24 rule, which is another problem that I did too. Another mistake I could have mentioned, but I had tons of points right off from the get go. And I always wanted to go to Thailand. And so a friend and I went to Thailand and the really crazy part looking back is I flew over an economy, but I flew back in business class for my very first redemption of points. And that blows my mind that I had the wherewithal to figure out how to do that. Um, it really wasn't an easy transfer. And it just shows how badly I wanted to go and do this. I can still remember what I wore the day that I went to Thailand. I can remember taking a picture of the ticket that I was going to Thailand. I was giddy. I was absolutely over the moon that I was actually going to Thailand and that I was going on it, going there with points and miles. So See, my I think friend, it was all your practice with that couponing though, because you like, had maybe. all that practice. All that experience. And so it just like funny. transferred over. I never to... thought about that, Jess, but I think you're right. Yeah. So I had actually used City Premier thank you points and I transferred them to Eva Airlines. I didn't even know what this about these airlines before. Yeah, so I was thinking like we had never even heard of Eva Airlines before no. we started travel hacking and it's like yeah, it's all pretty incredible. And I remember when you were opening up all these cards and I went at a much slower pace than my mom. <laughs> But I remember just being like, oh my gosh, she is opening so many cards. She has so many points. Like, I, I mean, I was amazed too, like just watching it all from the sidelines. Well, nobody's accused me of being OCD before, huh, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not her, you at all. <laughs> not me at all. So anyway, so I was going with this friend. She'd never traveled internationally. And it's not like I had done some because I have a daughter that lives in London. And so I had done some before I really got into travel hacking. And because she had never traveled before, I decided to go economy over. I think I did economy plus just so I could travel right with her. And then business uh, back over. I used a total of, I believe it was 125,000 um, city premier points. And I think I had used these points with signs from my husband and I both getting um, the card. We went there, we went to Bangkok, and we were there for a couple nights, and then we went to Chiang Mai, then to Phuket, and then to Krabby Town. Crazy experiences. Best part of all of this, massages every single day from $3 for a foot massage to $12 an hour for full-on body massages. We, oh, my God. Yes, it, was, it was insane. We had such a good time. Uh, we stayed in five different, we, not five different Marriott's. We stayed in two different Marriott's, five nights total. And I used a total of, I think it was about 
99,000 miles for those stays. And then we had three nights at the Hyatt Regency in Phuket. And I, that was only $12,000 and $12,000, yes, <laughs> 12,000 points a night for a total of 36,000 points. So total, I used 125,000 city premier thank you points for travel over and back and a total of 109,000 points, a mixture of Marriott and Hyatt points. And it was absolutely a phenomenal phenomenal first day and it's something that I am dying to repeat but this time I'll go business class both ways one thing thing that got me thinking when you were talking about all of that is I think a lot of times when people start like it's like okay I'll start small which I think it's a great idea to start small but if you're ambitious like you can go as big as you want right out the gates just like you did I think that's kind of the takeaway is you can do whatever you want with this if you're willing to figure it out and you were willing to figure it out and try things that you hadn't tried before, even for that trip, mom, did you do a positioning flight? I feel like I did do, I did, I did a positioning flight from, um, Denver to San Francisco. I met my friend in San Francisco. So I did do a positioning flight both ways. And I just did a really cheap United flight. I think one thing that was really helpful is that I was using points of both myself and my husband had earned and I was able to use his points too. And that was really helpful. And the really nice thing is that my friend that went with me, she paid for her flights, but because I had all these points, I paid for the hotel. So it was really a nice trip for her. And our last uh, hotel was in Krabby Town and they didn't have anything that I wanted to redeem there. So we got a hotel that we just split the cost of. And honestly, it was the worst hotel we stayed at. The hotels that I used points for were by far our favorite hotels. That sounds awesome. And it also just seems like such an affordable trip when you can, once you get there, you're able to get $3 to $12 massages. I imagine all the other things that come along with it, like your food and everything like that is a very cheap stay. Asia is very affordable and very affordable on points. The other thing that I really like about Asia, they are, you know, they are really good about honoring um, status. So if you have any type of status, not on this trip, but on other trips that I've gone with Asia, like IHG, I have status with them. If you have their card, you get automatic platinum status and they always give me a sweet upgrade. So Asia, if you're really trying to make your points go far, Asia is a great place to go and use points and miles. So that was my first trip. Jess, what was your first trip? Oh my gosh. I feel like I should not follow that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So Alex said she encourages people to start small and I started very small. So I can speak for the people who are not as ambitious as Couponer Pam and I really, so my husband is from Chicago and honestly, my goal when I first started travel hacking was to be able to fly to Chicago and visit our family for free. You know, we were, we'd, we would go there multiple times a year and it was just expensive to pay for those flights. And we were staying, we would stay with my in-laws when we went, but you know, we had our daughter and it started getting cramped for all of us. And I was like, man, it would be really nice if we could stay at a hotel and have a little bit more space, our own space. And so, 
Yeah. So even though now you see me on Instagram flying business class and staying at all these fancy Hyatt hotels and resorts, it did not start out that way. And so, you know, our first few trips on points and miles were to Chicago on Southwest Airlines. We got the Southwest cards and we stayed, we would stay at a Hyatt place there, category one, 5,000 Hyatt points a night. That was like hitting the jackpot at the time. You know, that was like, oh my gosh, we got this, we got these flights. We each paid $5.60 in taxes. And then we got these Hyatt nights for 5,000 points a night and $0 in taxes and fees. And we got free breakfast at the Hyatt place. And so we were like, man, this is the life, you know, like that. Well, and your points can go far when you're staying at a 5,000 point a night hotel too. Exactly. You don't exactly. need near as many. Yeah. And so, you know, I was talking about how I would, I was just getting those freedom cards with like the 20,000 point sign up bonus, but that was four nights at the, at the Hyatt place, you know? Uh, yeah. And so, but it's funny because we actually went back to, we still will stay at that Hyatt place when we go to Chicago to visit family just because it's close to them. And we were there earlier this year and my, I am spoiled now because I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is just awful. And even my daughter was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're staying here. This is so terrible. When just, you know, just five years ago, we were like, oh man, we are living the dream right now. And now all these really nice Hyatts have spoiled me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this breakfast is terrible. These rooms are terrible. <laughs> I love that story though, because travel hacking is not all about going on luxury vacations and bucket list travel. It's very about, it's about whatever you need it to be. If that's a practical visit to visit your family, then travel hacking can do that for you. And so I think, like, I love that you shared that story and that that's how you started because I just feel like that is what it's all about is being able to afford to visit your family how you want to visit them. Yeah. Like, what's better than that? You know, like, that's the most important thing in life is spending time with your family. And so getting to do that more often for less money is just, I think it's great. And I love the fact that, you know, every there's a path for everybody in travel hacking. Right. So don't compare yourself to us because we're going on some fancy place. Like Jess says, she didn't start doing that. And sometimes we don't, even now. Sometimes we just use points and miles for a just you know, to stay at a hotel because a, a grandchild or a child has a sporting event. So that's one of the great things about travel hacking is that it fits so many different paths. So Alex, tell us about your first trip using points and miles. Yeah. So our first trip was to the Grand Hyatt Kauai. And I was very like, specific when I started that this is where I wanted to go. I had this goal of going to this hotel. I had seen other travel hacking people go there. We, I, my parents have a timeshare in Hawaii. So when I was younger, I'd, I'd been there a few times. And now that I was married, I had three kids. It just seemed very unlikely that we'd be able to go back there or ever stay in a hotel like the Grand Hyatt Kauai. And so when I learned about travel hacking. I saw that this was a hotel that people were visiting on points. I was like, this is what I want to do. And so 
I set out to find what are the cards that I need to get this specific hotel stay. So my husband actually opened the Ink Business Preferred card. That was his first card, which is... Oh my gosh, that is unlikely. Like a very hardcore first card. It was a hardcore first card, but my thoughts were like, if we can... Because here's the thing, my husband didn't have like an official business and a business license we sold some stuff here and there on eBay. And so that is what I used as his business and used his social security number as his EIN. And so he applied and his application was not approved instantly, but about five to seven days later, we he was approved for it. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to try for the hardest card. And if we can get this card, we're going to be good. We can get whatever we want. And I at the time, this is the the standard bonus on this card is a hundred thousand points. But when we first started, I don't remember what it used to be. But it, it was used to be a lot lower. Like Eighty, maybe I don't even remember. But when we signed up, there was a bonus, like a limited time offer of a hundred thousand points. And so he got a hundred thousand points, and I was like, "This is great! Like, we have that's that good that gets you four nights at the yeah. Grand Hyatt Kauai." So that was the first card that we got. Alex, and was it the minimum spend less than the... It was. I believe it was maybe $5,000. Right. You got to have some big spending to get it now. But so we had those points. And then we also, I had him open. He opened this card as well. He opened the World of Hyatt card. And that card used to have a bonus like year, like six years ago or whenever we got it of two free nights anywhere. That was such an amazing bonus. And so we had those points to use too. And so we had our hotel set, like we were ready to go. Then we had to still figure out our flights and I was unsure, like I was kind of overwhelmed by the idea of how we going to get to Hawaii. Um, Now we always fly Southwest to Hawaii, but at this time Southwest wasn't, didn't have those routes to Hawaii. So I was a little overwhelmed how we were going to figure that out. I remember Googling and searching Hawaii, best ways to fly to Hawaii on points and reading all the blog posts. A lot of the things I was trying weren't working. And then an offer came up on such a random card. It was like the Bank of America Merrill Plus card. And it said that the offer was ending, like the card was going away. And so I was like, I better get this card before it goes away. And it didn't have an annual fee. And it came with like 50,000 points, which that's kind of crazy to get 50,000 points, no annual fee. And so we signed up for this card. We got really lucky and because the only way to use these points was through the Bank of America travel portal. And we don't love travel portals. We prefer to transfer our points. But at the time, like we got really lucky because the flights were a cheap cash price. And so we were able to book two round trip flights to Grand or to Kauai and only had to pay an additional like hundred, $100 because we were just a little bit short on the points. So I, I don't know. I just vividly remember walking off the plane. So we flew Delta. That's who we booked the flight with through the Bank of America travel portal. But we flew Delta. We get off the plane. We get in our rental car. We drive to the Grand Hyatt quite. And I'm just like awestruck the whole time. Like my jaw was just on the ground. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe we're here. Yeah. Like I figured it. Like I was just really proud of myself that like I figured this out. Like we can do this. And it was just kind of like a really big aha moment. And then I remember like at the end of the trip, so 
they had their parking lots a little further away. Um, but I remember like being in the parking lot, vividly remember this, looking out at the resort and being like, even saying to my husband, do you think we're ever going to be able to come back here again? And, uh, and it just and now you go to Hawaii like at least once a year. Now right? every year so we're going back to Grand Hyatt Kauai this spring. We're taking our kids, and it's just like I don't know. Just to see it all come full circle is just it's been really cool to be like that was our first trip, and now we're going back. And like this, because I think a lot of people wonder, is this sustainable? Can I keep doing this? And it really is. There are new cards coming out all of the time. I know for myself, I'm assuming the same for both of you that like, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface on the cards that are available to get still. And then there's other, there's cards that you can get again after you've had them for a certain amount of time. So this is something you can continue to do. You're not going to be like, oh, I got all the cards and I ran out of points. Like that, that's not going to happen. And I remember I had that fear. That's why I was in the parking lot at Grand Hyatt. Like, (laughs) am I ever going to be able to come back? So Anyways, it was a, such an amazing first trip. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. We're, we're going all in. We're, this is how we travel now. Do you guys ever feel when you take some of the trips that we've gone on, some of these really cool trips to, to Greece and Hawaii and all Paris and all over the world, sometimes I, you know, you get kind of used to it. But every now and then I go, this has got to be illegal. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so too good to be true that it, I have it those like pinch me moments all the times where I'm like, is this real? Like, am I really doing this for nearly free? You know, it's just crazy. It's just, yeah. yeah. I can remember Alex us being in Mykonos and you were in the water and you were floating. And I still remember you going, this is such a pinch me moment. You it know, is. I can't believe it. And, yes. and, and those moments, you know, come back to mm-hmm. me all the time where, you know, you're just sitting there and you're just going, this is insane that this is my life. And that's what, you know, points and miles has given each other. Yeah, no, I vivid, like, I completely remember being there. And when I was there, so we were on in, um, at Ornos Beach and I was in the water, just floating, looking around at all the cute little white buildings and just thinking to myself, well, I said it out loud because my mom remembers it, but I just, I was like, I cannot believe we're here. This is a pinch me moment. And I knew in that moment that I would never forget that moment. And so it's just so cool, like what travel hacking can do and like bring into your life that you would not experience otherwise. Like I would never have been there without travel hacking. Right. Yeah, it's been amazing. Well, everyone, you've learned that we haven't been perfect in our travel hacking journeys. Just a little word of warning. You won't be perfect either. You won't always make the best redemptions. You won't always choose the right card, but you will save money and you will learn and grow along the way. And always remember that free is free and that someone else's journey is not always going to be your journey. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.